It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as your hosts discuss their 2022 trips to Disney World, Seattle, and our airport experiences. my friend it's been quite a while yeah yeah it's been a while since we just sat down to do a speakeasy episode and shoot the crap basically yeah yeah and i, I miss doing them I, I i guess i should explain the reason that i've been not uh well one reason is because i kept having to run to the other room to hit record and so i would just wait until we were about to start to do that but another reason that i've been putting them off is because uh I had such a massive backlog. I had like maybe 24 just sitting there unedited. And so I was just like, oh crap, I don't want to keep adding to that pile. That's, yeah, that's fair. I know the uh, the, the music one we did with Johnny still isn't out yet. Nope, that one hasn't even reached the, the first draft. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for that one. That one was a special one. But um, right before my trip, I went on a massive editing frenzy. So that when I left, I would have a whole bunch of things to edit, uh, do my uh, passive editing. I don't know if I've explained that, but that's just where I listen to it and then write down all the things that need to be uh, fixed when I get back to the computer. And so in doing that, I got through nine speakeasies, and five of them are now ready to be published. So so I've, I've now that I've freed up a bunch of space with them, now I'm ready to get back to them. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for uh, for doing more of that because I miss doing that. Some nice inside baseball and house cleaning right there, housekeeping right there. Excuse me. Uh, thanks for the update <laughs> on that. That's fine. Not, not mostly for me. I'm totally fine with that. It's just, but yeah, for those who don't know, that's that's kind of what was happening. Yeah, that's fair. And of course, they wouldn't know. Yeah, because I think the most recent one I did is from like December. So if you wonder why there's why we're reaching back that far, that's why because they're massively backlogged. But for the one that brought us here today, I guess we have a couple different themes that we can cover, but one of them being uh, our mother's birthdays. Because, uh... Not on the same day. Not, 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 neither on the same day, as far as I'm aware. Uh, no, yeah, my mom's birthday was back in April. So, yeah, definitely well, on the same day. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fair. Um, so it was a, kind of a delayed birthday uh, celebration for her, eh? Oh, yes, very delayed, because, uh... Well, I don't know. Should I go into my thing first, or do you want to? Yeah, why not? Yours? You just brought it up first, so yeah, why not? Yeah, so I just got back just uh, last night from a trip to Florida. I was gone to Florida for nine days, going to uh, Universal Studios and uh, Disney World, all the four parks, and that was basically a mother's gift to my to my mom. She loves Disney World. She goes twice a year if she can, 
and she said, oh, for my 50th uh, birthday, I want all of my immediate family to go to the park with me and for us all to enjoy the outing together. And so she paid for everyone's park tickets, but we all had to pay for our own food and hotels and oh, fl uh, plane tickets. And so, yes, so that was my birthday gift to my mom, paying way too much for a trip that I would never enjoy because I don't like theme parks. <laughs> uh, and it was it was a pretty tough trip uh, when I got back home. Uh, I woke up, I probably had four hours of sleep last night because I woke up around 5 a.m. with incredible pain in my, my legs. I had, uh, it was a Charlie horse. They were so bad that I had to get up and walk around and they hurt for like maybe an hour and a half and I couldn't go back to sleep. And so I was flying for maybe 13 hours yesterday with the big trip because of a massive layover that I had in Montreal. And then I only got four hours of sleep today. So, so if I seem a little tired, as this, this conversation goes on, Isaac, that's that's why. <laughs> uh, don't worry, my friend. You're you're in, you're joined by being uh, your your co-host is also tired, so don't worry. We're, we're both in there, but enough energy to uh, to keep talking. Absolutely. Um, let's see where to begin with that. Um, well, I have one thing to ask about that, but uh, just, yeah, I guess the. The motions, the, the, like all the roller coasters and the amount mm. of people and crowds there probably can be a little overwhelming for you, eh? Oh, it was. I mean, I don't go on rides, and um, I actually told my mom the last time we went to uh, Disney World, which is 10 years ago, I told her I'd never go back to the parks with her again because my mom uh, usually is a little bit of, uh, how do you, like an extreme planner to the point where she has the time that we wake up planned, the time that we go to each ride, the meals, everything just planned down to a T. And that's not my style at all for a vacation. And I do not like uh, roller coasters or or any sort of rides that might give me motion sickness because I'm very prone to motion sickness. And the last time I went, she was hounding me and hounding me to, oh, come on the rides, this one will be okay. Oh, come on this ride. And so I told her I would never go back to a theme park with her again. <laughs> but because it was her... 50th anniversary anniversary celebration i told her i would okay i'll give you this one time as long as you promise not to force me to go on any go on any rides and she somewhat betrayed me i'll just say uh, unintentionally so <laughs> oof because the uh she there's like a harry potter ride at uh universal where it's like you're riding around on a broom and following harry and she was like, oh, you know, I just, I, t I asked the uh, person working at the desk. They said this was not a, not a ride that would cause any sort of motion sickness. It's a really easy ride. You're just going back and forth. Turned out that was not the case at all. It was a big thrill ride to the point where they're flipping you upside down. They're just like yeah, jerking you all over the place. And when I got off that ride, I was so pissed off. I was like, wow, thanks. I feel super dizzy in this heat now. And... <laughs> So that wasn't uh, that wasn't too nice. <laughs> well, I am sorry about that, my friend. That is a uh, betrayed. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, she again. She had to tell White Light just to get you to go on a ride. I mean, what about a merry-go-round? Like that can't yeah. like you know make you sick or anything like that. I know it can go fast. Not that like, one. No. Nope. fine. Even though a lot of people might say like, oh, it's it's almost humiliating. 
going on a merry ground. That's not. That is not true. That, yeah, those are nice. Those are nice. All right. Sometimes you just want to a nice, relaxing Sunday drive, and other times you just want to really go fast in your fancy, souped-up sports car. Right? Like you know, give and take. There's no give and take. But there's uh, depends on the situation. Yeah, and I went on the ET ride. I thought that was a beautiful ride. Nice little kind of moving through the movie, and we have all these great little um, like dioramas. I thought that stuff was beautiful. Some really, really cool stuff. You've been there, right? To Universal? Universal, uh, not Florida, but L.A. Or oh, okay. not L.A., but whatever the one in California is. I don't know if it's Anaheim or it's uh, San... No, it's not San Diego. Sorry, mm. it's, been, it's been quite a long time. Um, <laughs> did you... So I guess for Universal stuff, were you at least interested in seeing some of the memorabilia? Um, I was, and they had some pretty cool stuff. There was this tribute store, and their themes were Back to the Future, E.T., and Jaws. And you like you go in one entrance and you go through these three different little departments, and they were really really cool and intricate. The little setups that they did, I thought that was some beautiful stuff. And I, I enjoy actually just seeing the parks. Like I don't necessarily want to participate in the rides, but I love the architecture of roller coasters. I think they're really cool looking. Yeah, the the, the science and the way I think you're right, they're structured and they look is uh, more awe-inspiring than actually getting up close and uh, participating in them. Yeah, and I, I think I mentioned on the podcast previously that I recently watched the movie Roller Coaster, and any time that we would see the ride, like from a distance, I would be like, "Oh, that looks so cool," but a couple times they did kind of POV people on the ride. And I had to look away from the screen during those scenes because even just watching it makes me kind of nauseous and motion sickness. It's kind of like the uh, watching a movie that has a lot of shaky cam. Sometimes Hard even that, yeah. Sometimes even that can make me feel a little ill. So, <laughs> but I appreciate yeah seeing the parks and all the the cool stuff like that. And um, uh, Harry Potter Land, of course, is quite a cool park. But it was that was our hottest day going to that park. And not only was it one of the hottest days, but it was just incredibly crowded to the point where people were bumping into my, my shoulders. It was wall-to-wall people. There was, like, no escape from them. And before we went on the Harry Potter ride, they had these tiny two little caves where you had to lock up all your stuff because you couldn't bring anything on the ride, which should have been a, a sign to me from the start, like, hey, maybe this, this ride's going to be something a little bit more intense if I can't even have my uh, anything in my pockets. What does that mean? <laughs> but these tiny little locker rooms they were so just tight and compact everyone was bumping into each other and it was sweltering heat in them and it was kind of dark oh boy those were just like a pressure cooker and I could see when everyone was coming out that everyone was pissed off and stressed out like nobody was happy about going into those things <laughs> what was the uh, average temperature while you were there um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't ever want to look or know. <laughs> was it as hot as last June? That's my question. Mm, it's it's hard to really compare because last. I mean, you were working in it, so that's you know that's. I guess, so, but you still remember being maybe not outside. You were. I know you and 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 Brianna were were locked up inside your house for for yeah. good reason, of course. But like. You still felt it, even like no matter yeah. how much air conditioning you put on yourself, no matter how much like how many showers you take, you're gonna feel that that heat dome. Yeah, but the humidity is just something different. You know, it's it like it's constantly just pressing against you. And you and, and I, <laughs> I met this one Texan when I was having a smoke break, 
on my day four. Which, by the way, I, I was smoking the whole time I was on the trip, but having to kind of hide it from my parents. Because my, my father is very harassing about my cigarette smoking because of my asthma. Every time he sees it, it turns to like a big speech. So I was just trying to hide it from them. And one day I was sitting with this guy who's from Texas, and he's like, Hey, you know, I love it out here. You know, this heat. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's a lot better than Texas right now because it's a nice kind of humid heat over in Texas. It's a dry heat. But that humid heat was just, it was brutal. Absolutely brutal. And, um, yeah, it, I don't know. It, it Some moments felt like the heat wave where I was just, like, completely... There was a couple days where I felt like I was just, like, so drunk, even though I wasn't drinking just because I was so, like, like heat drunk. Like, I was stumbling around, barely aware of where I was. <laughs> Interesting. That's a weird experience, yeah. And then you're just moving through this this place, and it's all just washing over you, and then you get back to the hotel. And it's like you don't even remember the day. It's like it was just a complete wash. That was my second day at Universal, and that was my fifth day at, at Disney. Epcot was like that. Or by the time I got back, I was like, I don't even remember what I did today. It was just... I was just so gone from the heat. Um... Did you see the Back to the Future tribute ride? I Maybe mean, not tribute, but like the uh, tribute to the ride. I excuse me. Um, I only saw the store. I didn't. If there was a Back to the Future section, I didn't see it. No. Okay. Just because that still pees me off that they, you know, uh, retired it and um, got oh, rid okay. of it. But mm. it, it is obviously they did get rid of it for the Simpsons ride. But you know, it's still I mean, obviously you can't keep all the rides there. I just wish I. I you could probably look this up on YouTube, but I just wish that they like somehow, whenever the next Back to the Future edition comes out, I don't know if it's in 4K or not yet. I'm surprised it's not. Um, they should probably. I, I want them to put in if they had the animated series in there and that last one with which I have. They really should have like that. As stupid as it seems, put the Back to the Future ride like movie in there. <laughs> like it's got a whole movie in there with Biff Tannen, uh, being in one of the Loreans, and then like. You know, you're oh. the, the the crowd is all all the participants are inside there. This other DeLorean, so like Doc Brown conveniently made two, so it's got both like you know, Christopher Lee and um, oh what's his Thomas Wilson there, Thomas Wilson as like returning reprising their roles because it was made in like I don't know ninety something, uh so they had they had both of them in there and like just it it shows like a different chase of like I don't know if it was they were different they were uh, what is it if it, it was a certain like path that they chose and then there's like what three paths and so like each time you go on a ride it's a different one kind of like star tours i i don't i don't mm. know the terminology but i i would like that to be in a, included in a um in a release just because i don't know I, just, I, I remember it from when i was a kid when i went uh in the california universal theme park and nobody else knows that and if you're a fan of back to the future i kind of i kind of wish they they had that yeah that's cool i didn't really know about that either I knew they used to have a ride, but no, I didn't. I, I thought they still had one. I thought I just missed yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they didn't. Um, I'll say this, at least in the Simpsons ride, uh, if you went on it, they <laughs> they do have Doc Brown in there. I don't know if it is Christopher. Did <laughs> say Christopher Lee? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Christopher part, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Thank you. They both start with L. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Um, uh, but they do have like a stand-in for Doc Brown in there, and the Simpsons make reference to that, that they took place over for the uh back to the future ride oh that's kind of fun mm. yeah that's at least nice that it, it shows um 
a good sign of appreciation. I'll say, which is interesting though, because technically the Simpsons ride shouldn't be at Universal, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were wondering about that. Me and Brianna, we were like, is that going to be around in five years? Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's not even just a, a ride; it's like a whole area of the park, like very themed. And they had a massive Marvel section too, a really really cool Marvel section. I mean, that was that was a basic reason why Universal had a theme park back in the day, like in the 90s when they first started, just because they got all the Marvel licenses. Probably, again, because Marvel was desperate and they were almost yeah. bankrupt <laughs> in the 90s. So, Or maybe not, I don't know if it was because of that, but like somebody was going to like advertise for like a theme park, So, and Marvel wasn't doing it. I mean, well, Disney, excuse me, wasn't doing it at that point, so might as well. They were closer, they were closer to Star Wars than they were Marvel by that point. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder how long their uh, license was. Hopefully they booked it for like 50 years. <laughs> it's pretty much the reason why I guess Hulk doesn't exist in Marvel. Or MCU, excuse me. Oh, by the way, I have to mention this since you mentioned the Hulk. So, of course, they have their Incredible Hulk ride at Universal. Yes. And my mom and my sister, Mariah, were at the parks like all day. Me and Brianna would bail out after... <laughs> maybe seven hours we'd be like we we need to get out of here our feet are killing us that's still a long time by the way just just to, just to state like if they stayed like 22 hours that's insane oh seven hours at those parks is a shocking amount of time but i was felt like i felt guilty leaving <laughs> that's okay anyway sorry continue um so after we left they went and rode the incredible hulk ride and my sister told me that both times that she wrote it she wrote it they wrote it twice within the first maybe minute of the ride she passed out dang she was like yeah the second time i did it was because i missed a portion of the ride because i was unconscious <laughs> and i was like that that does not sound pleasant in any way and she's like oh yeah when i got off the ride i was like completely like out of it i was my feet were shaky i felt like my equilibrium was completely thrown off but she was like oh but it was it was interesting but she said well after the second ride she she was she realized that she no she didn't enjoy it at all she didn't like that ride but my mom loved it but my mom even said like oh yeah like they like shoot you up right at the start so you feel like super woozy and then it's just like yeah pulling you along for the rest of the way when you're kind of out of it a little i was like that sounds that sounds i don't know <laughs> yeah that's something else all right <laughs> well i'll be darned <laughs> Okay, I mean, for it was the was the Spider Man ride there as well. Mm-hmm. And it looked super cool. I thought the the way it was set up, because I, I I was standing under it watching uh, some of the rides go by, just so I could kind of take in that that Marvel section because it was so cool looking. And yeah, that ride looked awesome, but I would never go on it. <laughs> yeah, Universal. Now that I think about it, they pretty much like any property that doesn't isn't affiliated with Disney. And this is even back in the day, like in, in the 90s, excuse me. I can almost say 30 years ago, but I think it was still at least like 25 or so. I don't know when they, when those theme parks started to become big. Um, mm. Pretty much every other like franchise existed in there. Um, for instance, I remember in, again, as a kid, there was a, in the California Universal Studios, there was a section where I think some DreamWorks characters were there. For instance, there was a there was an outhouse, and out out of that outhouse came Shrek. Um, oh. the, the the Blues Brothers showed. Although I guess technically they're Universal, so never mind. Yeah, they were there. Um, they were there. Yep, they were there. I hope you got. I, I hope you paid your respects. Uh, I didn't. Um, I was just. Dang it, man. Yeah, I was just sitting with like ice. 
just like pressing it to my head. But I saw their car pull around the corner and park somewhere. Newsmobile. And all these people were taking pictures and talking to them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. There's <laughs> at least, I know there's a live show they do sometimes. Not a live live show, but like a, um, they, they do some concerts there. Concerts, oh, cool. but like, I guess, I was about to say open mic. No, but they, they put on a performance there. So uh, that's why I meant by did you pay respects? <laughs> No, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know they did a show, but that's cool. Hmm. Uh, what else is there? I know there was a Van Helsing ride, and this is in this is in the California one. Mm. Uh, there was a Van Helsing, maybe not ride, but there was a walk of a monster house, basically, or a haunted house, excuse me, that you went through, and you got spooked. Oh, I would have liked that. It was as a kid when I watched that, or when I went through that, I was <laughs> I had the gall to say I was not afraid of that. That's also because all the scares um, were were uh, was, were time not timed, but they were they were all um, spoiled for me because the two ladies in front of us, uh, oh. my dad and I, uh, screamed to to you know got, got them, and they screamed out and in in shrieks and so that therefore I was like aha I see you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that would kind of spoil it. Was it um, was it a ride like the ones where you kind of sit in a chair and they move you through it, or was it like an actual thing you're walking? No, this is like literally you walk like yeah, you just walk through it like a haunted oh, house. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because I was thinking the haunted mansion ride, where yeah, you're kind of just moving through all these little sets. <laughs> yeah, just sitting on your little like hearse chair, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> just going through and, and and seeing things. Yeah, that's another one I did at a uh, at Disney golly i remember the last time i was there in 2018 that one broke and we had to leave we had to walk off to, like inside the, the inside the uh, mansion itself we had to just like walk off and leave i was like oh man that sucks oh that's funny yes a similar thing happened to us except we didn't have to leave but they were just like uh, the spirits are preparing the next section for you or something like that we had to wait and eventually just kept it went going again but everyone was thinking that they're gonna have to get off or like oh boy like here we go <laughs> here's a here's a funny one this is related to neither uh theme parks but you know playland uh our local our, our local theme park there um uh, what was i a teenager i believe yeah i was a teenager this is like 10 years ago i don't remember when but like sometime in the early new tens and it's one of the it's the um is it the Valley of Fear or Radical Rapids? No, those are freaking uh, those flashing. Those are cultist like rides. Um, no, this one was one of the ones that like it. Uh, you you sit in it, um, and it's basically like a cylinder almost, and it like spins you around like with the arms and whatnot, and goes down, loops you around. Oh yeah. If yeah. I if I show you it, you you probably know, but that ride broke right at the end and we were stuck in there for at least what i thought was 10 minutes or 20 minutes oh wow yeah and it was like just say it was kind of you know in my crotch area and <laughs> it was pretty tight like really tight so and i feel like i if i remember correctly i did have to use the bathroom oh no that's terrible oh <laughs> so i really had to hold it in on that one yeah, and just a side trail on playland uh, do you go there much these days? Is that somewhere you like to visit? I haven't in a while, and I have not in a while. I keep meeting to with other people, but it just hasn't come through. I'm I'm a terrible person for that. Yeah, you like uh, Playland? I do. Yeah, no, it's it's well, it's a local theme park and attraction, and for Pitt's sakes, the wooden roller coaster is still like one of the best roller coasters out there. Beating Ooh, some of the, you know, thing. like you know, beating most of the Disney ones for me personally, just because you know, not just because it's you know 
built in 1910. <laughs> oh, that's why it's so shitty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get out of here, you <laughs> cornball. What are you doing? That's fair. That's shots fired. Didn't they have to shut it down for a while and make a whole bunch of repairs because they don't well, want to like, kill someone, threw someone out of it? They probably have to. Like, this, I don't see why not. They have to do renovations every year with it, for pit's sakes, to keep it going. Yeah, I swear I thought I was going to fly out of it a few times, and my neck, like one time my neck was hurting for like maybe like two weeks afterwards. It was so jostled around. I'm not a fan of that thing at all. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm just waiting for the day that it kills someone. But <laughs> Okay, now, sir. Not in a positive way. I'm more like, they, like I don't know if that thing should still be running. It's got a, like, a calendar of just like, any day now, any day, it's going to happen. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked, but but I do understand the, the local pride in Playland. I feel like a lot of BC people have that, but I don't know. I was never a particularly fan of that place. It always, maybe just because of the, uh, every time I went, people would bully me into going on to rides. And so it has like a negative association of just my teenage friends just being dicks. <laughs> nah, see, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah. And so I never wanted to go. I did love the haunted, uh, haunted, uh, houses, things that they would do. Yeah. During Fright Night? fright night yeah i went a couple times on fright night and that that was super duper cool i feel like you would enjoy the p e though which is probably starting up soon actually now i think about it well it's not until next august next 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 month excuse me, <laughs> which is august no uh, i was never a huge fan of that either but maybe maybe theme parks or amusement parks i should say maybe they're just not for me well i'll raise you this what about carnivals and or castle fun park i do love castle fun park See, yeah it's a different story yeah. Uh, for for those who I guess don't know, what's yes. what's Castle Fun Park, <laughs> and is it still is it still operational after the floods? Uh, they claim that it should be ready to go again by either at the end of this month or early next month. Well, for pit's sakes, well, fair enough. We'll see. Yeah, Castle Fun Park is like a combination of an arcade, uh, a, a mini golf or three mini golf courses, like a shooting gallery. Like it's kind of like a mini amusement park in its own right, but with no roller coasters. It's got, like, a batting range in it. It's got little, uh, you know, like, you control the boats, and the boats swim around. I love that thing. <laughs> and it's got uh, go-karts. It's a pretty cool little place. And there was always a big uh, place that I would go for second dates or third dates. It was always a go-to for me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, sadly, there was a, a flood last, last uh, was it summer or at the end of the summer? No, it was, it was last fall. We probably alluded fall. to it in some of our, you know, I mean, I don't know. They wouldn't have come out in November. They would. You would have to basically wait till I don't even know when. Like, yeah, who knows? A few months ago to whatever. Look under like this episode was recorded in November. We probably mentioned. There you it. go. Yeah, crazy heat wave, and then shortly afterwards, crazy like rain, and then uh, flooding. So, oh boy, wonderful weather. Yeah, it flooded all the flatlands in that area. So that was. Uh... Yeah, and my my favorite date place was. Uh, pretty decimated but but they're doing repairs so it should come back but but where were we with uh disney did, did we get over disney world like cause i was gonna mention uh disney world let's go to disney world <laughs> yeah because i was gonna mention oh i remember that you went there relatively recently and i was surprised uh disneyland not world disneyland <laughs> oh okay i thought you went to florida but never yeah, gonna be going to disney world personally because it's just too big for me <laughs> is huge crazy crazy huge very very big not to not not throwing it under the bus for like architecture and all that stuff and how it boasts you know a lot of cool ideas and um structures no just i don't know it's just 
I like Disneyland for how the, the size. I think it's the perfect size and don't really need to go to Florida, personally speaking. Well, no, I, I do want to go to Florida, just not maybe Disney World. <laughs> and, and are you saying that you like Disneyland? I really do love Disneyland. I love Disneyland. I love uh, California Adventure. Uh, I haven't been to Legoland in a long time. Got to go back to Six Flags at some point. Would like to go back to Universal, I'll say that. Knott's Berry Farm, don't know if it exists anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another thing I'm going to ask. But anyway, yeah, Disneyland, or Disney World, excuse me. What did you think of Disney World? Disney World. Mm, I remember the, from the first time I went that the only part of the trip that I enjoyed was our trip to Animal Kingdom, and that remains true this time around. In fact, this time around, me and Brianna, we got up earlier earlier than everyone else who we went to the park earlier, and we stayed for oh, probably like 10 hours there. Like That is a crazy day. Maybe it was even closer to 11 hours. I don't Commitment. know. Commitment. I like it. Because we, we were like, we're only going to this park once. We ain't coming back. So we're going to see everything we want to see. <laughs> you kept your word. And we even booked we even booked um, a trip to the Rainforest Cafe to end our day. A place that I had not been to since my childhood when it lived in Metrotown. That is a nice, nice suggestion. Oh man, and and you've been to that place, right? It's when when it was still still here. Oh golly, we're talking like probably, I'm not saying thirty years ago because I'm not thirty years old, but it's it was many many moons ago, sir. Many many, I maybe once, maybe once. Oh wow, most likely once. Like we're talking, most likely like two thousand. Like I'm, I'm, I, if yeah. it was the Rainforest Cafe, I literally think it was like the year 2000 <laughs> when I last went. Yeah, because I think I think it closed in like 2001, something like that. So yeah, I just remember I think it was for my uncle and aunt moving to Kelowna, and so like a bunch of like the church folks and my you know parents, we we all like took them out to I think it was Rainforest Cafe. Now that I think about it, and. Um, yeah, just, I guess, last hurrah, basically, before they moved. I th- oh, that's cool. I think I'm just going off of memory. Yeah, Rainforest Cafe was something that my parents took me to. I don't know how many times, but enough times that it made a very distinct impression in my mind. And we used to live pretty close to uh, Metrotown because we lived in Burnaby. And so even we, even if I wasn't going to that, that place to eat... If we went to the mall, we would always stop into their little gift shop and look around in there. And so I've always had a very strong affection for that place and returning to it. It just brought back a lot of uh, emotions for me. And I loved, loved going there. So, so that was a strong highlight. And I was, it was too bad. Uh, I wish that my mom would have had the forethought to book like a big dinner there with everybody. Because it was just me and Brianna that went. And then one of my sisters who uh, didn't get a chance to go with us was really sad and with my dad a few days later luckily but but it was super busy at that place <laughs> what's on their menu sir mm, well unfortunately for me i'm in no way at all a foodie i don't really like eating in particular so typically at restaurants i get one of a very few options if they have fish and chips i can almost always eat that so i got that's what i got um, i almost always can eat french onion soup and burgers most of the time um, so, so I don't, I didn't actually really look at what their menu was. I just looked for things that I knew I could eat. <laughs> so sorry to disappoint. That's okay. That's, that's fair to know. I wonder if it was going to be like poultry. 
like Rain Rainforest Cafe. There's a lot of like you know birds and and <laughs> and aviary creatures in there. So might as well just start eating them, right? That's, oh that's, damn, damn. That's <laughs> sustainable. Oh, but I did uh, get a wonderful uh, strawberry mojito, which was a great drink. Um, I thought that was really uh, it really helped uh, kind of put a nice cap on the day. That great beverage. Even though I'm not a foodie, I am very much a boozy, if that's a word. <laughs> I think it's called alcoholic. That's fair. That's fair. I love the taste of alcohol, and I'll, I drink it uh, probably far too often. But, but yeah, that trip, that the Animal Kingdom was really great. I love seeing all the different... If you If you ever were to go to Disney World, that's the park to see, because they did such a fantastic job kind of recreating these different areas. And the whole Avatar section, the Pandora place, was very, very well done. I was really impressed by that area. And so, um, were sorry, were there ads for uh, the second one coming out in December? Uh, not that I could see. That's funny. Yeah, but they had um, like this. You go into that area, and you because you you come from there from like this kind of Asia area, which is really cool. It looks. Um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's got like this old kind of like kind of an ancient look to it. And then when you as you cross this bridge, you start hearing these kind of more alien sounds instead of the regular like kind of animal sounds they have put over the loudspeakers. And then once you get in, it's like, yeah, it looks like a like a little bit of an alien world with all these little plants hidden in with regular plants and they glow in the dark at night. And they even have, there's like this little area where they have the floating, um, uh, floating islands, I guess they would be. And then in the water, they have these weird little like animatronic guys floating around that make these weird sounds and they, their little tentacles move. So they make them look like they're like real kind of alien animals. I thought that stuff was really well done. And, um, yeah, I was really impressed by that area. And I was also really impressed with the Star Wars area. Which would look very different from the last time I was there. Actually, I don't think that was there now that I think about it. I can't remember. I went on Star Tours, so maybe that was there, but maybe not the rest of the place. But, but that was really cool, too. Mm. And when you went to Disneyland, did they have kind of a Star Wars part of the park there, too? or? Uh, Galaxy's Edge. That was 2018, if I recall. So, no, not yet. It was still not out yet by that point. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because last Jedi had just come out, Two. and <laughs> it was in February when I went. Because it was the month before I started that landscaping job. So, yeah. Like I think. Who golly? I think it was. Yeah. No. Star Galaxy's Edge hadn't come out yet. We had seen like where they were constructing, of course, but. Hmm. Um. No, not yet. So I have not been to the Star Wars areas of the land, whatever I call it. Don't know if I need to go or not. What do you What do you have to say about that, sir? What's your you What's your What's your mission report? What's your mission briefing? Um, I just think it's just just super cool. All the detail that they put into it, like they really go the extra mile to make it feel like you're leaving the regular world and going to somewhere else. And so for that, I think just the experience of that is really cool in the Star Wars one, the Pandora Pandora one. And even just um, just Animal Kingdom in terms of 
just feeling like you're in a different country like you're walking around the the weather feels so dramatically different than what you normally think of of north america and just you know they have all these these foreign animals there and they uh they have this cool bird show that they do and they let some of the birds just fly around uh just just on their own so you have like parrots flying around the park that's super cool to see and um yeah i was just really impressed overall with with how much they kind of try to immerse you in a different world and i guess they all do that to some extent but i don't know something like magic kingdom ah it just doesn't it doesn't do much for me and same with a lot of the rest of like hollywood studios where they have the star wars place that park i just was not not compelled by at all did you go to any other kingdoms because there's the epcot center and the other two i forget yeah epcot um from what i remember at <laughs> the start of the day when it was still when i was still mostly uh, aware of what was going on um <laughs> they they didn't do the best job there um there was one area this morocco area uh, Brianna actually is a friend who lives there and she has some familiarity with the, the place just from him and seeing pictures of his his area she sent him a bunch of a bunch of pictures and he said that they had recreated it so well that if she didn't tell him that she was in uh, Disney World or that he was in Epcot that she was in Epcot I should say <laughs> that she, he would have thought that she was visiting his country and just taking pictures from his local area so I thought that was maybe a good um a good statement for the the quality of the work in Epcot, but I will say their Canadian section was pretty poor. <laughs> <laughs> what could have uh, what could, pretty poor? What could have uh, improved on? Um, I mean, maybe it's just my BC bias, but they made it look like one. It felt more like they were doing maybe a combination of Toronto and Alberta stuck together. Like you you step one area and you're in Alberta. And you take like five steps to the the right and now you're in toronto and that weird juxtaposition just felt just off and you go into the store and it's all just mounties and they even had like like the red british you know telephone booths they had one of those in there and i was like ah maybe you see that in like i don't know ottawa or montreal just as like a reference piece but it, that's not a piece of canadian iconology so like why is that there <laughs> you but, good point <laughs> Well, you know, you can't you can't fit everything in there because if that was the case, they'd have to fit a lot of stuff from China in there, like in in their section. Excuse me. Uh, mm. I know Norway was really peeved off. I don't know about Hawaii because I know they have a Hawaiian one, or at least Malaysia, but a certain certain oceanic countries. I know Norway was peeved off like in 2014 because of how uh, obviously Disney did this to like capitalize on the success of that movie. But they converted it into like a frozen like area. Um, yep, it's still pretty much like that. Oh golly, okay, yeah, no, <laughs> I can, I I understand Norway's um, um, sh- I I understand their their anger or at least towards that or uh, frustration there. So uh, do I do I side with the the big corporation? Not exactly, but I at least understand. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if like Hawaii is. Well, okay, she's not, she's not obviously Hawaii. I don't know if, like, Lilo is, is there. I don't know if, like, certain oceanic regions, Moana's in there or not. I don't know if, like, China has Raya and the Last Dragon or if 
Colombia or wherever it's supposed to be set in has the Encanto people in there or not. Yeah, I know there are large sections of the park that I was told that we were there, but I don't remember them at all. So if there was a Hawaii place, no recollection whatsoever. I see. I know I was in a Mexico place. Do not have any memories. <laughs> uh, the last one that I remember is um, Japan. I remember Japan was really cool, and they had an amazing store that I bought some, some cool merch from. But that was around the point where I started to feel like, oh my god, the heat's getting to me. And I know we went to China, no memories of that area, and yeah, just the rest of the day was a wash until we got caught in this crazy rainstorm. We had to wait in a gift shop for like, maybe 45 minutes and then try to run to catch a bus. <laughs> How warm is the rain there, by the way? Um, most of the days, it was like it was raining, and it was a slight break in the humidity, but not the heat. So it was still really hot, even though it was raining. But uh, that day, it was quite cold. So, so that was unfortunate. <laughs> Anything like our own rain here, or is it? Uh... No comparison. Yeah, it's no comparison. much, much hotter. And it would hail. It'd be like, like here when it rains, it's like there's the rain and there's like a mist everywhere too. Yep. There, it was like just rain, and then every now and again, you get like really thick globs of rain hitting you. So it'd be like little tiny ones, little beads, and then filled with these big globs. So it was weird rain. Definitely weird rain. Interesting. And it would also, you'd be walking around and it'd be perfectly like hot, uh, sunny day. And then you'd hear a lightning strike. And then you'd look up and be like, holy crap, we're under a giant cloud. Oh wait, now we're getting covered in rain all of a sudden. So that's weird too. <laughs> Very, uh, I guess you would say like schizophrenic uh, weather panic weather patterns if i'm using that term correctly in the non-medical way i think i am but <laughs> sometimes i feel like maybe that's fallen into abuse just like i think queer is fallen into abuse in the uh the old the old ways but the old ways <laughs> well i used to use that a lot when i was a teenager just as like oh that's unusual that's weird that's queer but i feel like nowadays people would give you the side eye like uh, like i don't know if you're really supposed to use it in that way anymore i feel like it's changed so i feel like maybe schizophrenic's a similar way no comment <laughs> i would yeah i would certainly okay <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this i'll say this <laughs> with um with with disney world i'd probably uh go to the yeah the animal kingdom the epcot center maybe like some of the the two other parks whatever they're called again i have a i have a close friend who's like massive just just like your mother is a massive like fan of disneyland and world uh, and always goes there pretty much every year, save for when the pandemic was going down. So he, all my knowledge comes from him as your knowledge comes from your mother. So I, I certainly have been blessed to, with this knowledge and know some, no, I'm not going to say inside facts because I pretty much forget them all. But <laughs> there's some knowledge of, of, of where this all comes from. Mm. It's a little familiar to me. So yeah, Epcot and Animal Kingdom really seem like something that I would go to, uh, given it's not just the theme park itself. I would like to see some of the. I don't know yeah. if you got to see them or not, but I don't know in the Magic Kingdom what the uh, some of the uh, live staged performances were like. Uh, if they were kind of you were wincing at any of them, how like cheesy they might have been. <laughs> well, that was kind of the bird show at Animal Kingdom. Um, it was super cool, very well done. The trainers, the the interactions with the birds. There was one bird um, that came out. 
and he seemed like he was just loving the crowd. Any sort of reaction, he would like stare over at them for a while. And yeah, he was flying around over them, maybe even more than the trainers necessarily wanted. Like a couple times, it seemed like he no, missed it, his his beat, just because he was no, not joining. That's something. <laughs> yeah, but they were all super well trained, and I really liked the fact that the things that they had the birds do were extremely like low pressure. All of them were out there for like maybe maybe thirty seconds a piece. They would come out, they would do like one bit, and then they would go back. So I thought that was good. It wasn't like, you know, something like that, like SeaWorld. Oh, golly. They have those things, like, out there performing for ages. <laughs> and they have to make these elaborate spots. They're super easy gigs for these birds. Yeah, it's like they're on, like, a, like, like they're playing hockey or playing basketball right now. Like, each of them are doing shifts, like, you know, every 30 seconds. That's kind of funny. Yeah, and it, and it was fun. Um, but some of the humor with the, the trainers was a little, <laughs> little strained. But... <laughs> Yeah, you know, family, family friendly, family oriented. What do you expect? Yeah, for all audiences, you kind of have to, you just have to go with it. But it was still a very well done show, and I'd absolutely recommend it. And the birds, yeah, were they even brought out a bird that I'd never seen before, but I'd heard of, the harpy eagle. The harpy eagle, interesting. Yeah, this, it was an incredible bird. I, they, because they brought it out with the, they brought out a bald eagle. And then it was kind of like, oh, or let's show all these birds around the world that we as a kind of a, a people should strive to protect their environment and appreciate the beauty of them and not just kind of try to push them aside as new nuisances. And they also did a big thing when they brought up the macaws about how it was kind of a trend for a long time for people to get uh, parrots as pets and how really that was not a good thing for parrots because... <laughs> The one that they brought out, this cute little cockatoo, was 57 years old. Oh. And they're like, oh, maybe you want to get it when you're in your 20s, but, you know, this thing is going to live a lot longer than you. And maybe when you're in your, like, 50s, you're going to be, you know, kind of losing your energy and running down. But these birds, they're, like, they're the same. <laughs> like a 20-year-old bird and a 60-year-old bird is going to have very similar kind of energy levels. So That's awesome. That's really nice. Yeah, so I thought it was good to kind of spotlight that stuff because, I mean, in my family, we have a pet bird and it always kind of made me uncomfortable that he was kind of locked up in his cage, you know? You can't do that, man. Like, you don't you don't lock a dog in their cage unless, you know, for, for you know, various reasons, of course, but still, you don't let the, you don't leave them in there for, like, all day. Yeah, and his original caretaker, my Nana, she's dead and now he's with my parents and my parents are talking about, oh, you know, if we pass on, who's going to take the bird? Because they expect that he's going to outlive them, too. So that's, that's a good thing to keep in mind. Maybe parrots are not a pet that should be owned. <laughs> I even told my dad about the bird show, and I was like, oh, and it kind of reminded me that I think the parrot trade was a pretty, like, pretty uncomfortable thing that we do. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's kind of where the conversation ended. <laughs> but... But so that that was really cool. I, I overall I loved Animal Kingdom, and we went on this safari. It was one of the few rides that we did as a as a big group because I think there was fourteen of us all together. So it was very difficult to kind of get us all doing one thing at one time. So so doing the safari was was really cool. Way more than three's a crowd. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a massive group. Yep. And they're still gone. They're still on their trip. Uh, me and Brianna, we. They wanted to do a cruise and a trip to Disney World, and we're like, we can only afford the Disney World trip, or we can only afford one, and when they had planned it, 
it was right in the middle of COVID. Because this actually, even though it's for my mom's 50th, uh, she's 51 now. It was planned for last year. And we were just like, uh, we don't think we want to be on a cruise during the middle of COVID. And maybe you guys shouldn't be either. So, <laughs> so yeah, we wound up doing the Disney World option. Which maybe was not even the right choice. Because when it's wall-to-wall -wall people at those parks, even though it's outdoors... It's like if someone's got COVID standing right next to you, I mean, they're, I mean, they could easily cough it all over you, you know. Yeah, what was the mask situation like over there? Um, well, it was next to none. <laughs> ah, so there were no masks. Got it. Except, and maybe I don't know if I should even say this, but you would see a good number of Asian families walking around with masks, and they were like the only ones. <laughs> well. I appreciate that at least. Yeah, and, and that is a stereotype, but maybe a stereotype for a good reason, because at least they're being proactive about their their health. The rest of us, yeah, no one was wearing them. But to be fair, also, I think if we were wearing masks, you couldn't wear them for long because the heat was just so sweltering. You have to be drinking water constantly all day long, so the mask would really get in the way and be a big inconvenience in that regard. So. So even people who are health, more health conscious like me, there's no way I would have been wearing a mask all day in those seven hour days. Let's see. Um, uh, back to Universal just quickly. I forgot to ask, did you see any live shows there? Like any of the stunt shows? Because that's another thing that Universal is very well known for uh, is their stunt shows. Obviously, the one that everybody comes to, that comes to everybody's mind is, was, wait, was this at Universal? I think it was, yeah, the, the Waterworld yeah. um, stunt show. And I did see that the last time I went. Um, but no, I I didn't even... I I don't know, maybe I just wasn't in the right area. But I never even saw them kind of advertising the live shows, except for they had like a Bond or a, a Bourne one. The Bourne Spectacular. Oh, wow. Okay. Bourne Spectacular. Yeah, I was like, oh, that seems like a stupid name. Um, I didn't go see it. Oh, it was actually Bourne Stunt-tacular, I think it was what it was. Even better, even better. <laughs> Uh, we'd planned to go see it, but um, it was one of the ones that we were planning to do all together as a group. And it just never ended up happening. It kind of just fell apart. So I, I was sad I missed it. But um, I did go to see two other shows. I wish I had gone to see more. Um, I went to go see the Tiki Room kind of uh, musical bit with the parrots. The Do you know about that one? Oh, yeah. No, I love that one. <laughs> Oh, I loved it too. I didn't even know it existed except my cousin was there and she was like, oh, I want to go see this. Like, I know you guys are really into rides. So you want to go see this with me? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. I just want to get out of the heat. <laughs> but it ended up being great. I, I absolutely loved it. And I've had the music stuck in my head since uh, since we went. It's niche. It's kitsch. That's why I like it. Yeah, it, it was pretty, pretty cool. I guess I should also mention the fact that even though, you know, Disney advertises like oh yeah you know be sustainable and you know think about the environment and, and these animals and whatnot mm. and you know how many times they're breaking their own principles and morals what they say oh absolutely like at magic kingdom they have their uh little parade that goes through the park um and <laughs> we see all these people in costumes and it didn't even strike me as that on like when we first saw them, we, we saw them when we came into the park the first time. It just so happened that they were just opening up their parade when we arrived. And so you see everyone coming out. Everyone looks all fresh. They're they're happy to be there. They're dancing around. But the second time we went to Magic Kingdom, 
which was our last day, I think. We ran into him near the Country Bears uh, Jamboree in the middle of the park. And when they got there, they were still putting on the smiles, still putting on the dance. But it occurred to me like, oh, they've probably been going for like maybe half an hour at this point. And they're like pouring buckets of sweat. Everybody's just drenched in it. And I was like, oh, wow. And they've got so much more to go. And some of them are wearing these suits. I can't even see what they're looking like inside. But I'm sure they're boiling like hell. So that made me really uncomfortable. Like, oh, these these maybe they shouldn't even have this parade going in this kind of weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would kind of hope that. Like the, I, Especially, I think the parade would probably be a lot more cool at night uh, because you can have mm. those neon lights in there and it'd be a little more cool. Uh, I'd hope, I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to, I wasn't there, so I, I can't attest to that. But I would feel like it'd be a little cooler uh, with the sun down. And you would Could have be. all these really cool lights, which also add to the electric bill and the carbon footprint. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, you, you want entertainment, you're going to pay for it by a carbon <laughs> footprint. <laughs> oh, and the, and the Disney property. I mean, it was. We went on this uh, this little boat ride to Disney Springs, and they were talking about how massive the property is, and they were saying it was like the size of a small city, or they were saying small cities are smaller than Disney property. Like they own a massive amount of that area in Orlando. It's pretty insane. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. I'll, I'll say that. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. Free enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, what was it called? Uh, Laissez-faire capitalism. <laughs> yeah, and, there, and there's honestly an element of it that, as I was listening to him describing the, the massive lengths of, of property and all the employees, and there was a hotel, the hotel that we were staying at, um, uh, Port Orleans Riverside, which was a beautiful resort, absolutely beautiful. He was saying that with the Port Orleans Resort in general, if someone wanted to stay in every room on the resort... It would take uh, one night, like if they one night they stay in a different room, it would take them 82 years to stay in all the rooms on that uh, that property. And I was just like, wow, that's that's a massive property. Well, no. <laughs> People go after a lot of millionaires for you know what they do to the Earth, and they're not going after Disney. I think there's a lot of people going after Disney. <laughs> what am I saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people. <laughs> oh, I bide. I don't, I don't know. Especially yeah. lately. I, I got to be careful with my speech. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's another reason why I just don't want to be a part of that system. Uh, even yeah. though, you know, it, it, it milks nostalgia and its own brand um, to get you to go there. Oh, and, and there isn't a genuine element. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't take part in it, of course, because I just don't like amusement parks in general. I didn't want to be there. I did not like the heat. The crowds made me feel like, like I was being like strangled, and I'll mention yeah. something else about the crowds in a few minutes here. But um, but you could feel it. The people who are there, who are big Disney people, like my mom, they are like on cloud nine when they're there. They are so happy, and you could see it all around you. People oh, who yeah. are just in absolute awe of the place i'm not going to deny anybody's emotions and genuine feelings when they go there i can't deny that though um i'm only stating like you know what what really is going on but even then like i also get yeah. taken in don't don't get me wrong i'm <laughs> I, I i will call myself out for being a hypocrite but i just i have to have these two mindsets going into it because like you know this is a corporation this is you know there's this is pure capitalism right here 
But at the same time, some of the works they have made are genuinely artistic. And mm. being in this park itself is art. Part part of it is art. And being in here also is pretty cool to get away from the rest of the world and to come in here and just enjoy yourself. Like, I get it. It But again, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And there is that real escapism, like numerous parts of those parks. You go into them and it doesn't feel like you're entering the regular world. You're entering somewhere different. And that's that's something special. There, there's no way to uh, deny that. Um, but I will say, and this is kind of this is kind of weird to say, but I I felt a little uncomfortable at numerous points with the emphasis on Walt Disney. Like, um, you know, people collect the Disney pins. There's one pin that's just a, like a photo of Walt Disney surrounded by like a frame. And that's the pin, just Walt Disney's smiling face in a pin, like a black and white photo. And there was like a video of Walt Disney's kind of um, what inspired him to build the park. And there's like statues of him all around. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I totally understand the legacy of this guy. This is what the whole reason that these parks exist. This whole company exists is because of his imagination, his kind of brilliant way to capture people. But I was also like, but I mean, the guy, raging anti-Semite the wrong side of history on almost all political issues. He was a extreme right-winger and to ugly degrees. So there was an element of the hero worship of him that made me slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> well, again, that's history. It mm-hmm. depends on who's writing, uh, the who, who's in control. And, well, when you're inside the park, it's old, he's good old Uncle Walt. <laughs> yeah. Outside of the park, everything you just mentioned... Of being a degenerate of a person. Yeah, and there's always there's always a duality of everything. I mean, you could never take away from him what he did in creating that company and creating the legacy of those parks. I will say he is a complex man. He's a complex person. Yeah, and, and in his way, and I've always said this, you can be a great man without being a good man. You can be a great man and be a bastard. In his way, he was a great man, but yeah, it's not a man that maybe should be idolized as a hero in this not a role model <laughs> not role model material even then i also have to i have a bone to pick with him slightly after you first showed me nausicaa is that he didn't direct or come up with a story of any of his like movies mm. which mm. that baffles me i'm like what <laughs> like what is this i mean obviously you can yell at lucas for not doing five or six and then praise him for doing one two three <laughs> um yeah i don't knock him he, he was the producer he was a, a very strong guiding hand picking people for projects picking designs like they were there was this whole thing on steamboat willie and they were kind of talking about um how walt was working with like a different company at the time but feeling like the animators weren't being respected feeling like he wasn't being respected and he knew that he could do better than the studio and so he kind of basically like stole some of their best people and kind of worked in secret and kind of tried to find something that they could uh, make their own mark with, which was Steamboat Willie, the Steamboat Willie short. And um, yeah, that, that, you know that's that's great to see. You know, it's good to see people striving to to make their mark and making it. It was just the statues all over the place, and the 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 pin was really the the one that made me go like, oh boy, <laughs> like I don't drove it right into the nail of the coffin, the final final straw that broke the camel's back. Like you want like a it's it made me think of people having like framed pictures of Nixon in their house or something like that. I was like, oh boy. 
yeah, again, I mean, uh, not to throw Disney into the bus for that. It was, first off, like, one of the fathers, not the father, of course, but one of the progenitors and um, captains of animation back in the day. Like, certainly a, a trendsetter uh, back yep. in his day. Not to put any of, like, Fleischer and Warner Brothers and MGM and all those other guys. Not to put them under the water or anything like that, but just, like... Yeah. Certainly, I mean that bred comp- that comp- that was competition that bred like creativity. Hopefully, so like that was mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Um, and different time, of course. Like I don't know. I obviously I've not done my research in um, uh, in depth research. Excuse me on like how much he handled it. Like if he was giving free reign to his artists, that's amazing. That's wonderful. But it's it's the same. It's the Miyazaki thing of like he is the captain of the ship and he himself Mm -hmm. is like it's as and don't get me wrong Miyazaki is also probably less of that word um of 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 a crazy person than well he's crazy he's he's less of a scumbag I'd say than Disney is uh probably not in league let's put it that way he for pit's sakes he refused to come to America just because to accept an academy award just because they were in Iraq at the time like that does not scream scumbag to me. Uh, it's just his whole views on like you know uh, Japan animation of today and the whole computers mm. and again complex mm-hmm. man, um, probably more of a saint than Disney is. Yeah. But you have him as a madman striving for like art, like it must be done this way. Whereas Disney was like controlling, yes, but he also gave like free reign to his artists. Yeah, and I in in when they're talking about the Steamboat Willie story. Um, they were saying that he was getting everyone to create designs. Everyone had like freedom to do whatever they wanted, but he was the one who was going to pick the one that would be the the kind of the, the character they're looking for. Because that's that's what he was looking for—a character that would really hit audiences and and capture them. And so it sounds like yeah, there was that creative freedom, but him as the kind of the guiding force was the one picking what he thought was the best of the work. So, I mean, yeah, the other day he was the director. Uh, you know, the choice had to be made, but it, and, and not to say that Miyazaki is not that either, where he doesn't give free reign to his, um, to his employees and animators, of course, but I don't know it's, it's very different. It's a complex, like doing a yeah. compare and contrast between the two. I mean, I don't think Miyazaki had anything to do with the, uh, Ghibli museum. Like, I'm pretty sure that was all his son Goro's idea since he was, he's an architect. So he really mm. had nothing to do with that. He was just like, eh, you know, I'm just going to keep making my, <laughs> I'm going to keep making my movies. <laughs> Which, by the way, um, when I was trying to get some excitement for this this trip, because I was dreading it, I was dreading it like, like I can't even say. <laughs> and so I was looking up other theme parks to try to get some excitement. I looked up that one, a little tour, and it looked beautiful. I, I love go- going through that and the YouTube video I watched. But I also watched the Nintendo uh, theme park one, which was also amazing. I was those are ones that I'd like to visit just as for that kind of experience. Of entering a different world, I think that's that's super cool. But, but sorry, I think I maybe yeah, I'm, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no comment. That'll be for another day because you know Nintendo Land in America has yet to open, and I will oh, go yeah. to that one certainly. Like that one, I want to go to. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm so sad I didn't get a chance to go to that because I don't know if I'll ever go back to Universal Studios. Probably not. But but maybe I'll make an exception for that. But. <laughs> Well, but I did just want to say, just to end my segment, then we can go back to go over to yours. Unless you have more questions, of course, but 
But I did want to comment a little bit about my experience uh, traveling there. Um, of course, we left from the beautiful airport down in Vancouver. Uh, gorgeous airport. No complaints at all. Have you been you've been there much? It's as I don't know if it's I've yet to do check this, but it's like before COVID, it was like on its like fifteenth year of winning the best airport in all of North America. Apparently, like it's it's freaking fun. Like the last time I was there was I think in uh, in twenty no twenty nineteen for that uh, El Salvador uh, mission trip I went to. On excuse me. Yeah, so that that should tell you everyone that maybe I'm just spoiled. That we live, I mean, flawlessly designed in terms of always allowing space. The ceilings are so high up, it, it feels like you're in a place that's expansive. Uh, but some of the other airports I visited, and, and in particular, the one in Montreal, it was like a living nightmare. That that I, I've never felt so, like, strangled and furious. Like, even, like <laughs> I can't even explain this. But in their departures area, they shrunk the ceiling down. You can even see it. You could see the area where people sit waiting for their flight, a high ceiling. There where people go through security, a high ceiling. And then in the middle, they shrunk it down. And so it's super low. It's maybe like 14 feet. And, and then they cut the, the walkway where all the high traffic is. They put these little dividers. And so they made it super duper narrow. The traffic lane is maybe 12 feet. And all these people are going through there. They're, they're, everyone's pissed off and stressed out because they're all jammed into this tiny area. Um, no matter when I looked, it was always filled with people because it was such a small space. And people were going back and forth all the time. And when you had to leave it to go to the washroom, it was like just going into like this explosion of people. And it was overwhelming constantly. And then their bathrooms, each bathroom I went into, I went to four different ones because I was trying to find a good one. They only had six uh, stalls, three urinals, and then three stalls. Each one I went into, one of the stalls or the urinals was out of order. Each one I went into, one of the hand dryers, out of the two that they had in there, they had two sinks, two hand dryers. Every single one of the bathrooms I went into, one of those was out of order. And I was like, what the fuck is this place? It's run down. They have this horribly low ceiling this this narrow walkway it was just a nightmare and even the person who was directing the people in their lanes directing them connect to connections she directed a whole bunch of people to the wrong lane and so the connections lane was clogged up with people who got to the front of the line and then when they got there they got turned around and had to go to a different line because she directed them to the wrong place and i was just like who is running this place like people are flying it's really stressful in this horrible theater, this horrible airport just makes it triply stressful. So I hated that. Absolutely hated that. <laughs> and the Toronto airport was terrible too. It was at least spacious, but it was just like, it was, there was no staff at all there. And maybe that's not the fault of the airport, it's the fault of just living in this time right now. But we were actually sitting on a runway, waiting for someone to close the door on their side for like 50 minutes. And they kept apologizing like, oh, I'm sorry. We're just waiting for someone to close the door. We've got everything ready to go. We just we just need someone to come close this door and then we can take off. 50 minutes we were sitting there. <laughs> Dang, man. Yeah, and so I'm so spoiled by the beautiful... Because we always fly direct. We go from the Vancouver airport to wherever we're going. But this time we had to make those two connecting flights. 
and those airports were just terrible. The Florida one was beautiful. It was another beautiful airport, but wow, I was just really made the day difficult, <laughs> especially that Montreal one. I, by choice, I would never fly there ever again because of how horrible that experience was. I can, I can, I can say, how, how do I put this? Like my airport experiences now for going to that. Um, let's see. I've been a uh, SeaTac's pretty cool. Like uh, I feel like you've probably been to the SeaTac airport before, eh? Yep, not a bad one. Absolutely. Yeah, like their uh, like their little like tram system where they have like underground sky trains or, excuse me, uh, I guess maglev lev uh, trains that you know go in between like three different uh, sites. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I think I went to was it Mexico City's. Uh, airport that was pretty cool as well that had high ceilings as well Heathrow was massive but I still somehow was able to well I'm here obviously so nothing went wrong Uh, (laughs) I was able to find my way around everything I also probably like checked my list you know several times just because you know they're alone so that's gonna happen and then Nairobi airport was also pretty decent I'd say personally I guess I don't know I way back from from Kenya when I went to uh (laughs) Was it when I came back from on SeaTac? Um, the only like problem was that there was like, these two kids that weren't having it. That's not on them. That's that's not on yeah. the airport. That's the kids just weren't having it. I'm not gonna blame them. They were loud though. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna at least say they were loud. But again, I understand why. They just one of those times where they just they just don't want to have any of it. Um, yeah, that's tough. I had one of those on my trip yesterday. The was there Guatemala? Yeah, the Guatemala. Yeah, the Guatemala airport was also pretty cool. So El Salvador airport as well was pretty cool so really i haven't really had like a bad airport experience i think like some of the non-american like north american airports are really good even though i guess uh, el salvador and guatemala are still technically here um yeah no i've i've, I've had a good uh the denver airport if i remember wasn't too bad uh um, good the louisville airport wasn't bad either i do not remember the louisiana the uh the new orleans or the louisiana airport and i don't remember the georgia airport ah that was that was okay it was just a a long stretch i remember my the chicago airport that i went to i remember that one feeling like it was like maybe not the worst airport experience i had up to that point but it was definitely one of the ones where i was like ah this airport like i don't know this this is not one of the great ones (laughs) And some of the ones I've gone to in Mexico, I mean, this isn't even fair because a lot of the ones I go to in Mexico are kind of like the small airports. Like, they're kind of like the Langley one like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of those were, yeah, I mean, they were a little rough. But but that's that's maybe that's not fair to complain about. <laughs> yeah, I've never done, I've never actually like taken a flight in the Abbotsford Airport as far as I'm aware. Oh, that's not a great one either. That's not a great one. The Langley one's cute. It's a nice little airport there. That's not even an airport. That's an airfield. Like, let's be on re- real here. There's, it's that's just a fair. runway. It's an. Air, it's literally an airfield for small, um, yes. <laughs> two-seater planes, if not six-seater planes, and that's it. There's a couple bigger planes, but yeah, mostly it's yeah, pretty. pretty like small. the 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 airfield we saw in the Flash pilot. Like that's the one out in Chilliwack. Um, that one's also an airfield for like all, you know all the crop dusters and. Again, two-seater airplanes. <laughs> I think there are some uh, some slightly bigger ones than just two-seaters, but yeah, not not much more. Obviously, okay, yeah, no, probably private jet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, private ones, exactly. Freaking yeah. private jets, like just touching down there, like goodness gracious me. Exactly. Because <laughs> every now and again, I see them when I'm driving because I have to drive past the airport. 
whenever I take my, my partner to work. And every now and again, I see some bigger ones. And I'm like, oh, I'm surprised to see that guy there. Yeah, but do you hear them, though? Like, actually, yeah, how far out? Uh, then again, yeah, my uncle's, like, right near there. So, like, I don't know how far. Then again, yeah, I was doing, like, for four years, I was doing a, uh, I was, I was working in that area for, for my, my job there. And, yeah, you heard them all the time. So, the, <laughs> every time, you'll just hear an engine. It's just like, oh, there's another plane. Yeah. Oh, they're going constantly. I love it. I love planes, by the way. I don't know if we've talked about that much in the podcast. So did you... This man loves water and snow on film, and he also loves birds and ants and several other little critters, and this man also loves... Um, well, his, his Jackson Trigg Shiraz, of course. Um, yeah. And he also planes. loves... Planes, <laughs> apparently. So that means you love the film Airplane, and you also love the Disney film Planes to the Rescue, or whatever that thing was called. Well, even though the airport disaster movies are quite bad... I love all the shots of planes. The, the The third one that I recently watched is a plane crashes uh, into the water, and we get all these fantastic model shots of the plane sinking under underwater. That's so cool to see. I love that. Not a great movie. But. Taken out of context, it's like, oh yeah, I like yeah, I like seeing planes blown up. It's like okay, let's not. Oh, and that. I'll mention this. I um, on the on the plane ride, I was like, oh, you know, I'm not looking forward to flying. I absolutely hate flying. Uh, to make myself feel better, I'll go back and read a Stephen King story that I haven't read in a few years that I quite like. The Langoliers, which is about people who um, they go on a flight and then they go through this kind of time warp and they go into the past and they find out what happens to the past after uh, the present uh, moves past it. It's a cool little horror story, little sci-fi horror story. Uh, so, this, so that was lots of fun. I, I love uh, plain settings for, for films and, and stories as well. Although I wouldn't, I will, I will say that book hasn't held up the more I go back to it. I don't know, it's one of the more corny Stephen King stories. I think the story itself is great, but I think all of his character work is super corny. And he's got this British character, and he just did not have a voice for writing Brits at all. It comes off as really forced and, and kind of silly, but Oof. anyway. <laughs> but I still love the story. Super cool story. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, with all my airport stories i don't remember all the minutiae and all the small little details of like oh it's this is what happened there and somebody did this to me like how dare you do that i i i don't remember like every single detail of whether or not uh, it was a good experience i remember okay i'll say i'll say this i'll say this the only time i was peeved off but this was my fault this was on me uh was we were it, I, I gotta show you these it was was it Endgame? Yeah, it was it was Endgame. They had in in either El Salvador or Guatemala or certain like um, Latin American countries. They had these special Coca Cola cans with some of the Avengers on them. It's kind of like the old Dr Pepper cans uh, that Marvel used to put out with all the you know the Avengers out there. And I found the Hulk. And I was going to bring him over, but we forgot to empty the can. And oh, no. they confiscated it. And I was like, mm, dang it. But I understand why. Like, I, yeah. Well, like, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's the rules. I get that. But I was still kind of peeved off. And I never got that can back. Nor oh. did I ever, like, get the can. So <laughs> I got another incomplete collection. It's like, ah, shoot, that stinks. That does stink. You were holding in your hands. And yeah, just, it yeah. breaks. And, well, it's also kind of on my fault. I forgot to just yeah. go to the washroom and empty it. It's like, oh, what a waste of coke. It's like, whatever. 
He should have asked, like, can I can I just fucking down it? Can I drink this thing? No, no, they don't. They don't. No, they don't. No, there's no. There's absolutely like no um, withholds or or um, uh, privileged privileges, whatever it's called. Hmm. Um, yeah, none of that. There's there's absolutely like because if they do it for one person, that means they do it for everybody. <laughs> That's fair. But every now and again, you get a nice person who, yeah, who, who could be like. This is a collector's item. I really don't want to lose it. Can I just, can I just down favoritism? There we go. <laughs> no favoritism. There we go. Yeah. I'm like, hey, do you want this can? <laughs> you might, would you, would you, would you like this? Uh, would you like to drink this, sir? Would you mind drinking this quickly? And then giving back to me, please. Well, I'll tell this little story. Maybe it'll uh, t show you that uh, you can get away with anything if you if you push hard enough. Uh, I would say no to that, but okay. <laughs> so my sister, mysteriously, she has this medication that she takes every day. Mysteriously, after the house cleaning, house cleaning came in, her medication went away, and they're like, "Oh, like, oh, I guess it must have accidentally got thrown away." But it was sitting like above where people would even clean necessarily. It was like, oh, usually house cleaning, they clean out the garbage, they take the towels, that kind of thing. But her medication disappeared, and she needs it. She takes it every day, and so my dad and her went to go to like go to a pharmacy. And it was going to end up costing her $600 to get it replaced. And my dad was like, well, you know, her pharmacy that she goes through is the Walmart pharmacy. Let's go to Walmart and see if they can do anything to help us out. And they're like, oh, well, you know, that's a Canadian Walmart. This is the U.S. one. Like, we're not even attached in the same way. Like, we can't, we can't do that. So you need to go through the other way. And my dad was like, okay, get your manager out here. And apparently my dad just hounded him until he was finally like, okay, you know what? I'll call someone over in the Canadian uh, Walmart pharmacy department, and we'll see if we can get this sorted out. And they got it sorted out and ended up costing her $15. Now, I don't even think that's necessarily legal. I don't know. <laughs> I think you'd need a U.S. doctor to have the prescription filled in the U.S., uh, but he hounded them until they did it, and they didn't want to pay that 600 bucks, and they didn't. They paid 15 Yeah, I, so. <laughs> I guess so. So I guess if you push hard enough, they maybe they would let you drink the can. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's fair. I could I could have tried. I, I could have tried, but I did not. Again, I don't know. I, I I couldn't do that. I would feel too much like an asshole. Oh yeah, same here. I remember there was one time, and this this is completely ridiculous. Um, I was just I guess I was dating someone at the time who lived near the U.S. border. And my phone company got confused and thought I was in the U.S. And they started charging me for roaming. And one day I got a bill for, it was like $1,200, and I was shocked. I called them up, and they're like, well, we, we thought you were in the States. It was like this roaming issue. We can't fix it. You're just going to have to pay the bill. We can, we can totally sort it out so you can have a payment plan. It'll only be like $50 extra dollars on your, 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 uh, your bill every time. And it should take you, I don't know, it was like three years to pay it off or something like that. And I was like, so basically, because you guys messed up, I have to do it with this contract to pay off this bill for your fuck up. And but I was too timid to I, I said that and I said that I was really unhappy with them. And I was like, I'm going to cancel my my phone for this. Like, this is completely ridiculous. But I didn't have it. I didn't know how to fight it. And so I asked my mom, I was like, I don't know what what should I do? And she was like, OK, give me the phone. And she went off on them and she hounded them and hounded them for an hour 
moving from one person to another person and just just being really tough on them until eventually someone was like okay you know not only are we we're not going to charge you a dime for that but we're also going to clean your your kids um his contracts it's it's freed up if you want to leave the company that's fine you you still have some time remaining on your contract but we will pay it off for you you don't have to worry about it <laughs> and i i was i was gonna end up paying i i, I didn't know how to fight them i was just gonna accept their screw up and just pay it but she she beat it out of them until they finally just cleaned it and also gave me free stuff so is her way the better way I mean, it was their fuck-up in the first place, but she's harassing people whose it's not really their fault that it happened, but they're not helping. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what's the way to go. <laughs> I guess sometimes people have a, a way of words and speaking. Mm-hmm. Well, I was sitting there. I was I was extremely uncomfortable. I was like, I can't... I couldn't do what she's doing right now. There's no way I could do it. <laughs> Maybe that's a weakness? I don't know. I don't know. It definitely made me uncomfortable, but then when I didn't have to pay it, it made me feel a whole lot more comfortable because, I mean, it's, I felt a little powerless, you know, it's like, oh, suddenly I have to pay this thing that is in no way my fault at all, and I'm just being screwed over, but I don't know how to get out of it, I just feel like I'm trapped now, and, and, yeah, if she wasn't there to fix it, I'd probably still be, well, I would, I would have paid it off by now, that was, I think, 20, 2012 or 2011, something like that. So, so I would have had it paid off now, but I, that would have been money out of pocket. That, yeah, would have been ridiculous to pay. But, oh, but speaking of mums, your your mum's birthday. Yeah. An hour and twenty minutes later. Yeah. Okay. Twelve <laughs> twenty minutes later. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it was a it was a very not 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 bad birthday. Uh, I got her. What is that thing called? Pardon me for a second. I was looking everywhere for this thing. So. It's a, a specific, uh, hang on, sorry, let me see here. Uh, it's a Sauvignon Blanc, so it's a, it's not, it's a, it's a white, it's a white wine, mm. excuse me. It's called In Vivo. In Vivo. In Let vivo. me see if I can, sh I will share this. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see, Discord. Give me one second. I'm going to send it to you right now so you can get a look at it. There we go. I see it. So check your Discord, sir, as, as we're doing this live, just to give you a better image of what it looks like. Y'all search oh. for In Vivo. There's a particular reason she wanted this, uh, this wine. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen, if I've seen this one before. Mm. Take a closer look at whom uh, the person that, I guess... Oh wow! Maybe not ordered, but um, had it. Uh, I, I guess created. Yeah, it's a Sex in the City alum, old Sarah Jessica Parker. So it's so funny because when I was looking for this thing, I went to a, I uh, went to the first. I went to the Central City uh, Brewery. So not the the one in Central City. So the. the oh yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a, so. There's a there's a pub. There's a brewery and lo local to us, at least local to me actually. It's called the Central City Brewery. And then there's mm -hmm. a place, there's a mall called Central City, and within that mall is a Central City uh, pub store or beer store. Yeah, liquor store. That place liquor is cool. Liquor store, thank you. I love that liquor store. The one down by my place, like right near 17, by the way, I think is better, but that's just because that's where the actual like brewery uh, and distillery is. That's, and it's also bigger. Doesn't oh, cool. Matter, like, but I've never been. 
I gotta I, bring you to that one of these days. Next time you're over here, we'll, we'll do that. Sure. Um, they also have tours there, which is kind of funny. And you can go into oh. those, those distilleries as well. That'd probably be nice. Anyway. Um, I'd love that. When I was looking for this thing, so I went to that store. I went to a, the, the BC liquor store that's like on 140th and 108. And then I was redirected because it is in the BC liquor stores, but I had to go to the Fleetwood store. And I'll get to that in a second, which I found it. But in the in the in the Central City store, uh, I saw that there was this thing called uh, a Kim Crawford uh, white wine, I think, a Sauvignon. I don't remember if it was a Sauvignon, but it was a wine that's Kim Crawford. But I my brain misread it and said Kim Cattrall. I'm like, oh, I should get this for mom because it's not Sarah Jessica Parker, but it's Kim Cattrall. I know she was in that uh, Sixth and City show, but of course I know her from Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, which she looks amazingly attractive in that. But anyways, she's not in the new Sex and the City updated season, whatever you want to call it. It's, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was Kim Crawford. I was like, wait a minute. This is not, yeah, this is not actually control. That's, that's funny. That's the case. Um, and but yeah, I, I ended up finding it at the Fleetwood one. So that's on the uh, Fraser Highway in 152nd. By the way, they shut down Fraser Highway, or at least the Green Timbers Fraser Highway section A. Oh, I, I didn't know. Oh, oh yeah. No, they shut it down. You know why? Oh, come. Skytrain. Oh, yes. That's right. Yep. They're getting ready. They're getting ready, my friend. They're 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 expanding yep. it. They're, they're doing it finally. Like, after 40 years, it's finally happening. <laughs> yeah, 2028, it should be completed, they claim. Oh, my days. Wow. <laughs> to inaugurate that, I'll go down to, like, the Alder... No, not Alder Grove. I don't even know... Yeah, you guys don't even have a theater in Langley. You have to go all the way to Colossus. Yeah, that's yeah. I believe that's the only one. Is there yeah. a cheap theater in you guys' area at all, or like like Hollywood Three in Newton? Uh, you have to go over the bridge over to uh, Pit Meadows. It's one of Pit Meadows. Yeah, that's right. Which then there's also another Cineplex there, which is funny. <laughs> a very janky one. That's oh yeah, I remember that one. We went. I think you and I went and saw up in that one, eh? Maybe not, no, I'm sorry, up, um, what's it called? Um, no, whatever that Jordan Peele movie is that we're, like, a little iffy on. Um, oh, Us? Did we see that there? Us, thank you, that's what it was, yeah, Us, yeah, I think we went and saw that one. Oh, interesting, by the way, we gotta go see Nope, we gotta keep the, uh, streak going. Uh, this, this, this Thursday, Yule's going at 720, at IMAX, you wanna see it? Uh, I could go that day, yeah. Alright, I'll do it, um, this'll be interesting, cause now... Cause, cause, oh boy, this this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be very bad. Cause he loves us, and well, mm. you and I are kind of similarly agreeing on us. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch, uh, what's it called Get Out and Us again. Okay, that'd be cool. Maybe I watch, maybe I watch Candyman as well, just cause it's not Jordan Peele, but. He's still it's still got his fingerprints all over it, so like maybe I'll do that. Did you see that one? Uh which one? Candyman. Candyman. I did, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah, you did. We talked we talked about it last year. What am I yeah. talking about? Yeah, me and Brianna were planning to go see Nope on Monday, I think. So yeah, maybe if you would be fine with her coming, yeah, maybe we could switch just go see it first. Yeah, as long as it doesn't get heated. <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not gonna get heated, but you know what I mean. I, I'm fine with differences of opinions, you know. Where the flip was I going with this? Uh, we, we went off on cheap theaters, but... 
Sheep theaters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, so Fraser High was closed. Um, but when I was in that store, when I was in that BC liquor store, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. There was a comic book shop within the mall there. Uh, which which mall was this again? This was the one. This is the Fleetwood store on One Fifty Second and Fraser Highway. That's my. I, is it is it by like a? Oh, what's what is it like a? Is that Shoppers or London Drugs right around the corner? Yeah, it's Shoppers Drug Mart. But what everybody kept telling me was it was Save on Foods, and I was like, I've never seen that before in my life. It was Safeway. It was Safeway mm. the whole time. I'm like. This thing has been there forever, and I kept. It was only because, like, they said it was save on food, slave on food, sorry, and it was like Slaveway <laughs> instead. Like, crap on a stick. This is the comic shop that I've been telling you about for for years. Yeah, that, that's my old comic book it shop. It is on. It, it is on record that you have been telling me about this for years, and I keep denying. <laughs> I keep telling you that it wasn't. And on this day, July eighteenth, twenty twenty two, there is a comic book shop there. Now, will I go get comics there? I don't know. <laughs> Probably I, I do digital for pit sakes. Oh, uh, that's not true. I'll see what like graphic novels they have. But now we can go there together and peruse. Maybe I'll see if it's the same guy. He, it seemed like it was his shop. Um, and the last time I went in there it was probably eight years ago. So. Holy crap! Yeah, so it's yes. been a long time. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go together because I, you know, even though it's, I'm not really gonna probably buy anything or see. We'll see what kind of graphic novels. They yeah. Have. Um. It'll just be like, yeah, we're going to a comic shop. We both read digital. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we'll discuss some of that digital stuff. Yeah. When we get to our next episode. Oh, he's got some stuff for you. Um, I guess yeah. So, and then mom got got her got her all her gifts. I gave her the wine immediately. I was like, we should have this with the tacos tonight. And she's like, no, we're having something else. I like this with uh, actually cold. I'm like, well, I could have told me that later on. It's fine. It's <laughs> being melodramatic oh. and over the top and oh no kind of being stupid but um well i had stuff to talk to you about with that other than that comic book shop um i guess my trip <laughs> if we're doing trips now uh well i had a recent trip to seattle washington this past weekend mm. not this past weekend sorry the last weekend um so not this past weekend but yeah the weekend before the weekend of was it July 8th to 10th because it was the big Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays of the uh, National Baseball League, ML, sorry, Major League Baseball. What am I talking about? Major League Baseball um, team, the Toronto Blue Jays, making their way to Seattle Mariners Stadium. And so pretty much every Canadian you could think of um, hopped down in their station wagons and we, all us convoys just went straight down there. And I can tell you straight up that the Jays got swept by the Mariners the entire weekend. It was an oh, ugly, man. ugly like series <laughs> for the Jays, at least. But boy, this, the Mariners needed that, as I was told by uh, one fan that I befriended. Um, yeah, they have they went on like a ten game win streak from that or something like that. It was nuts for them. It was great for them. Um, yeah, no, nice to be back in Seattle again. It's uh, it's. it's I gotta say a second home, but it's certainly uh, mm. it would be certainly the place that I would live in if uh, I was somehow excommunicated from Canada. <laughs> oh, cool! You spent quite a bit of time there. Uh, I wouldn't say I spent a bit of time there. It just you know, it reminds me so much of 
Vancouver. In fact, not only yeah. that, um, there was this thing they did. Oh, this is so, I, I get what they were doing. There was this um, game they were doing with some of the players uh, on the big jumbotron there. So it was pre-recorded, and they did this like um, this this tournament there where it was like sightseeing of, or like things in Seattle that you can only see in Seattle. So they had like smoked salmon, sushi, um, teriyaki or something like that. All these different like foods. And I'm like hiking, camping, um, <laughs> uh, uh, longboarding or paddleboarding and other stuff. And will watching. Uh, I'm like every <laughs> single thing that you just mentioned, you can do up here. Yeah. That's funny. I was thinking that with the smoked salmon sushi. I was like, uh, Pretty sure you can find that here pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever, it's fine. So you see the, yeah. the resemblance, but then there was a st- there was a funny. I don't know if it was a real fan or if it was just you know they found a shirt somewhere. Uh, they did a promo with the uh, the moose the the moose mascot there with uh, the Mariners. I forget his name, and they did a promo where it's like they knew the Canadians were coming, and so they were like, we're gonna have to if you can like trap a Canadian or something like that, you get a prize like a hot dog or something like that oh, and no. they lured the canadian with what was it either i don't remember what the first one was but they lured them under like a cartoonish trap where it's like the stick under the box and you pull it and <laughs> captures them they lured the canadian with maple syrup and tim hortons oh boy here we go <laughs> the xenophobia i was like all right well that's fine <laughs> Hey, it's it's all good. It's all good. That sounds like uh, the Disney representation too. It's all mooses and flannel, under flannel. <laughs> freaking flannel and hockey sticks. Even though most Canadians don't play in the NHL anymore. Um, yeah, whatever. And it, let's just say let's just say this. I uh, was a grateful loser for what uh, I I did not like mope and complain. It was real. I was sad, obviously, that they lost, but. It was a good game. I think uh, there were some good games, and yeah, I can't really complain about it. That's cool. And do, you, do you go to those kind of games? Is baseball, right? Yeah, it's baseball. I'm, you know, I'm not like a big sports guy. I don't obviously like. I'm not. I'm not the one who looks at stats and talks about individual players. I just look at the overall team. Hmm. Nice. Um, whatever it is. Again, I used to love watching Sportsnet uh, in the mornings uh, for before going to school. Either that or cartoons. Um, just because with sports that they at least told you all the like that they showed you all the highlights of every single like you know game whether it's hockey football football uh, or basketball um, so I, I really enjoyed that at least uh, because at least it allowed me to broaden my horizons for all sports mm. rather than yeah. just being tied to a, one single one yeah that's cool kind of so yeah your interest with sports is pretty varied it's very varied, and it's mostly I just watch on like for a team by team basis. I don't really watch for like the players necessarily, not to throw the players under the bus, but I look at it as like a, a, a whole rather than the individual. Even though the individual really has a um, impact on the whole. Hmm. Like yeah, numbers don't lie. I'm not denying that numbers certainly don't lie. But again, I just look at it as like a very casual, non. I know all the trade deadlines. I know. Um, these these stats these guys do and like hmm. the cool the, the any of the cool like ideas that they also i'm not following all like these analysts i'm, I'm not like that <laughs> yeah the managers oh this guy he's a bum you know he's ever since he came on he ruined the team uh, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I only do that for professional wrestling and UFC. There you go. And you or go. at least, you know, sorry, mixed martial arts. That's 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 kind of like the one thing I, I pay a little more attention to, but that's a little it's a very different world, I'd say. Yeah, different worlds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, do do we do we feel like we have much more for this one? Again, I probably had something I I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I spiraled out for for forever on my trip. Oh, that's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing wrong with that, bud. I'm fine with that. It's just like, well, whatever it is, we'll just have to wait till next time. <laughs> yeah, and there can definitely be more next times because I'm I'm pumped to start recording more of these. I, I, I when I was going through and editing them because for the longest time I just had no time to edit these these speakeasy episodes. I completely pushed them to the side coming back to and, and going through a bunch of them all at once it really reminded me of the value of doing these and how much uh, great stuff we can we can do with these kind of uh, free form formats so again it's just like shooting the crap basically yeah so i'm definitely excited to, to get back and i enjoyed some of them some of them we came in with like we'd have prepared kind of like okay this is what the focus of it's going to be oh certainly yeah and then those are fun too i like that I mean, that's kind of what we did tonight, if you think yep. about it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and that's kind of, yeah, I was looking to, to talk about my trip and especially to complain about that, that horrible Montreal airport. <laughs> you had to grind your gears on that one, eh? I had to, and it was so funny, too, because I was at first, like, maybe when we first got to our gate and we sat down, I was talking to Brianna, I was just like, I was just, like, completely stressed out, and, like, I, I was like, I need to get out of this airport. Like, this airport is completely, it's like walking into a nightmare. Like, I've, I feel like I've dreamt about being in this airport. Like, <laughs> that's how bad it was. It was just, like, it feels like something only I could imagine in my, my nightmares. And now I'm in it, living in it. Because I do get quite claustrophobic. It's, I don't know if I've mentioned that much before. That's another reason why I don't like rides. And I... I do not like crowds. It's one of the reasons I don't go to malls. I just feel overwhelmed by like crowds of people. So that airport it was just horrifying. But Brianna at first was like, "Oh, it's not that bad." But we had a four-hour uh, layover there, and by the end of the four hours, she was like, "Oh no, yeah, this, this something's really wrong with this place. Like, really wrong with it." <laughs> so, so I was glad that at least someone shared my pain. But boy, oh boy. <laughs> Anyway, we should probably jump over to this. Uh, I'm getting my episode set up here for us, unless you have more to go with this one. I'm. I think I'm done. Like I can't. I honestly cannot think of anything else. Sure. Well, I guess it's it's time to. Uh, I guess it's time to close up the bar. That's it. That's it for now, everybody. Uh, we're gonna convert this now into our little movie theater, and you can do a double feature with us. Even though this will probably be released after, well after these. Probably. Hopefully hopefully a little sooner, but who knows. It's been fun. Uh, do you imagine us doing this like it's The View almost, where, or like Conan now, where it's just like two guys on a couch in like the, I guess, viewing area, like the, the center of the bar where we're just talking and anybody can listen. <laughs> we just have microphones. See, I figure when I see it, I see... Uh... We got some work in the bar. I mean, you were just kind of maybe sitting by the, the comfier couch. You know, you know, sometimes they have that near the bar, those comfier seats. Oh, you know, like the, the yeah, the friends, the friends table that they always sit at or the or not table, but the lounge area they friends sit at. And then like, you know, the table that Seinfeld always sits at. Yeah, the, the areas where, you know, the, the more 
the, the the VIPs of the bar are sitting over there and kind of the, the areas where they have their drink. Uh, and so I'm getting, I got, I'm waving over, bringing them, oh, bring me another drink, yeah, and we're just chatting over there and we're filtering in around us. What um, what kind of what kind of like look do we have in this place? Is it like underground downtown where it's like really dingy and looks like it's for heavy metal fans, which is the aesthetic I kind of like as well, or is it the Frazier kind of uh, a, a bar, even though that he wasn't in a bar necessarily. I don't know if it's. The, I'm not saying Cheers bar, but like the technically Fraser was in a coffee house, so that really doesn't count. But is it a more sophisticated kind of bar? I think it's a speakeasy, so we're really going with a lot of yeah, like wood aesthetic, like a lot of timber and cedar aesthetic. That's what I'm picturing too. Yeah, I guess you know what can we say? We're we're known for cedar here, so might as well use it. A eh? oh. Golly, I saw so many Subarus there, by the way. There was, like, I think more Subarus than there were Teslas there. It was insane. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, in Seattle, oh. excuse me. Sorry, yeah, yeah, in Seattle, there was, like, <laughs> way more Subarus than I saw Teslas. Holy crap. Well, yeah, that is the States. I feel like Teslas haven't hit in the same way. Maybe, maybe in some cities or more. Yeah, but... how many did you see down there, by the way? I forgot to ask. I mean, I didn't spend a ton of time on the road, but I don't remember seeing a single one. That's funny. That's really funny. Surprised that it's like you know hit out up here than it is down there. I mean, I think it's like obviously in LA it's probably huge, and New York it's probably huge, Chicago uh, probably huge. I don't know. You know, I f I know we're unwinding we're winding down, but I forgot I wanted to mention this. I feel oh, like I do. should should honor this guy. One more one more round. Hang on, one more round. All right, go ahead. So of course, um, before we went on the flight, we were very well aware that they're just massive incredible shortages right now in the uh the airline industry and overall almost everywhere you go just uh, dramatic shortages in staff and we arrived at uh we left we woke up at 6 a.m in florida which is like 3 a.m here to go for our flights um we got arrived at the, the the airport there in orlando and there was nobody working at the uh the air canada airline line and the line was already, it had already spilled out uh, well beyond the bounds of their little uh, confinement area. So we got in the line. We're waiting there for maybe 40 minutes. No one's showing up. And people are starting to get panicked because there's a flight at 10 and it's like 8.30. And people are like, holy crap, are we going to make it through customs? This lady calls and they tell her, oh yeah, don't worry, we're going to have someone there at 10.30. It's all good. And she was like, my flight's at 10.30. And... They're like, okay, we'll see what we can do. And she's in a panic. She's going talking to everyone in the line. She's like, this is an outrage. Like, what are we going to do? I can't miss my flight. Everyone's stressed out. And then this guy shows up. <laughs> he comes. He's walking in slowly. He's looking at his phone. He's got sunglasses on indoors. He's all relaxed. Everyone's stressed out. They're all looking at him. Everyone goes silent. Like, okay, someone's here. Like, he's like what's he going to do? And he goes, he works in the baggage, uh, the bag check area. And he looks around at the crowd, and he's he's being all relaxed. He's got his sunglasses on. He he starts typing on his computer. He takes a sip of his drink. He's he's all relaxed. And then once he starts going, he's just plowing through. There's the three lines. There's the priority, the regular line, and the bag line. And he takes one from each line, and he's just going through people so quickly. Someone who was just like a porter that I saw, who was just kind of sitting and staring at our line and just kind of shaking his head, like when's the person going to show up? He ends up coming, and it's not even his job, he just comes and helps the guy load up the luggage. And he's all happy to be helping out. 
and he's just moving so fast through the line. I was just stunned at how quickly the guy is processing people. And so I got to give him a shout out. I was just really, really impressed by it. And especially because he came in so casual. I was like, look at this guy. Here's this line. We're all stressed out. And he's like, barely looks like he's could care less. But it was just because he was so confident because he knew how fast he could plow through the line. So More like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really happy with that guy. Uh, so I just wanted to yeah give him a call out. <laughs> Even though I don't know his name or anything like that. <laughs> shout out to that dude. Always, always. Be nice to your flight uh, workers because, again, they have to deal with thousands of us every single day. Yep, absolutely. And tip your tip your waiters at the the airport bar. Always tip your waiters, <laughs> and our waiters, of course, as well. There you go. Yeah, and peace. <laughs> <laughs>